welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, and I am joined by Jamie, Joe and Dan. Hello. What's up, Oose? Hello. You all right? Joe, you're wearing your all-in t-shirt. I bought that one. Yes, I what, did. What, I, back, Joe? I was there. I was there. I had to wait half an hour in the queue to buy it, Mike. But yeah, the the, the queues for the t-shirts all in were, they were all massive, to be fair. And I was like, they oh, it only takes... It only Mental. took me like 10 minutes to get a t-shirt and then I was in the queue for a half hour and I was like... You bought a £10 tote bag as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did see you enter the arena holding the tote bag. I did, I did see it. Um, yes, of course. Well, uh, welcome everyone to, to this week's show, as you're all aware from anyone who listened last week. And if anyone that didn't, this weekend it was AEW All In live from Wembley Stadium in London and Grapplecast did, of course, attend did spend copious amounts of hours all together queuing up for overpriced merchandise. I think Jamie cleared them out between him and um, his partner of a couple of T-shirts, another T-shirt, a pin badge, a £10 pin badge. Um, oh, it's on my lanyard now, that. goes over both sides. It keeps it nicely together and into... perfect. There we go. Bloody beautiful. I know it was a uh, it was a busy weekend for me and a uh, friend of the show Ryan. We we cancelled our train as I said. We drove up six a.m. Sunday morning, got to the hotel for ten. They said, "Oh, you're staying for lunch." That was our plan, but we thought, "Oh, it's still two hours away." She went, but as part of your booking, you do get a free pint each. And we were like, "Oh, that's uh, that's tempting," but now we'd rather just jump on the tube. So we had a walk up to the tube straight up to Wembley, and uh, and that's where. The absolute fun started. Jamie and his partner didn't um, join us in this. They went to McDonald's, but they came in to sit down eventually because we found in London, and it was still very much set in the 80s. Terrible. A wimpy. Oh, it was brilliant. I had the big wimpy. I tried to get Ryan to buy the bender in a bun, which if people don't know what that is, it's a big, like, Frankfurt sausage. It is a cheesy. It's called a cheesy bender in a bun, um, but that 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 made my day. And then of course we had all the build up to uh, what I'm sure we'll get on to to discuss was a rather enjoyable show. But yes, Dan, Joe, Jamie, how how were your de- hours leading up to the event? Yeah, we had a bus at seven a.m. in the morning from Newport straight to London, Victoria. We I said to Joe, oh, I'll tell you what, it's nice. Well, we'll take a walk from London, Victoria past Buckingham Palace, down the mouth. But, of course, it was changing of the guards, wasn't it? So there was mm. thousands of people and horses, so we couldn't get through them. Straight to Hard Rock Cafe, got a um, got a bottle opener, as, as you have to, had some lunch, and then we checked into the hotel and made our way down. How much did the Hard Rock Cafe set you back? What did you have? Only a tenner. Um, I bought oh. a uh, bottle opener, a magnetic bottle opener. But we went across the road to a pub, and I ended up having... The, a cheeseburger Joe had some oh you didn't chips. have lunch at Hard Rock no we usually do that's our favourite one actually they just lured you in for the merchandise that is it usually we have food in there they're great for food but we went across the road because it was going to be half the price and I needed to save my money for that all in t-shirt absolutely Jamie you had a, a weekend of it from the Friday a full weekend like I said the trains got cancelled so we had to go down the Friday night got there Friday went straight to the hotel and then all day Saturday, decided to get some sights in. I mean, the biggest part of the whole weekend was I met her. I met Lucy Jones. Well, I literally know what's Lucy Jones, apart from ten of us, but at least we know who she is. 
She represented the UK. She represented the UK. She She sang Never Gonna Give You Up or whatever the song was called. Yeah, it was I'll Never Give Up On You. (laughs) Nearly. Yeah. Uh, And then basically she is a very, she was originally, she came to fame on The X Factor where she finished like eighth. Yeah. Um, And then she's a big musical theatre performer over here. She's been in, she's played Alphabet in Wicked. She played Jenna in Waitress. She is currently playing Fantine in Les Miserables. Uh, she was Elle Woods on the Legally Blonde, so she's a fantastic performer, one of the greatest. Bend actors. and snap. Bend and snap, indeed. And <laughs> literally, she's the greatest thing to ever come out of Wales. Uh-oh. And I met her. <clears throat> well, and yes, I love her. And then, Not and much then I did, competition. And then I went for a little walk around just to get some sightseeing, went to the Theatre Cafe Diner, which is like the Stardust Diner in New York, where the waiters and everything will sing for you. Do they dress up as Stardust? They don't, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, got some Long Island iced teas. That was very nice. And we just did some sightseeing. Went to BFI Southbank, Shakespeare Globe, the Bridges. We went to Elizabeth Tower, hashtag Big Ben. Um, Went to... um, What else did we do? We did something else. Yeah, I went to go see some film sites. I saw The Last Night in Soho, where that was set. The Toucan Bar and the... uh, and the apartment, it was a fantastic time. And then obviously right. it was all topped off with a, a very nice AEW All-In event. Of course, and I know that I um, got, as we alluded to, uh, got in the obligatory long line. Took about, oh, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour to queue to get me T-shirt. And whilst I was queuing, saw you. I was like, yes, there they are, they're over there. So uh into we, went, and we went down on the Saturday. It was 10 minutes in the queue. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was know, only but... 15, 20 minutes for us when we got there an hour before the pre-show. Yeah, I think I queued There's for one thing. an hour, 45 minutes. I know you probably haven't re-watched it. It is on ITV tomorrow night. It is on record for tomorrow. I'm going to be recording it, it yeah. But um, the pre-show started at three. So the, the all-in zero yeah. hours, two hours. So that the grado bit, the powerhouse Hobbs and Miro bit that was all on the pre-show, like the buy-in. Yeah. But um, obviously, yeah, it was it was started at three o'clock. The uh, we got in hour. just in time for the grado bit. We saw the grado bit. We didn't see the Hobbs um doing the autograph. I say autograph sign. He was doing the sign. Did you see the people that were the bouncers in the background? There was three uh quite notable yeah, British wrestlers. I saw um. You got to give it, it an old Simon Miller. Simon Miller, that was it. Yeah, I didn't obviously I didn't realise at the time, but then I saw the post afterwards. There was Michael Locku as well. Um, oh yes. Michael Locku, he's been on PWG and Jericho actually promised him. He said, Oh, don't worry, we'll make sure we get you on a dark match. I was saying, I was saying to Joe on the way, I was like, I'm sure you promised Michael Locku a match on the show. And there he was. And they also had uh, Leon Slater. If you haven't seen Leon Slater, he's one of the next big things. He's quite a big flippy dude. He's quite cool. Well they were there. Yeah, I mean they were there. You you didn't you didn't miss much on the contract signing. It was a few few punches thrown by Miro and then away to the crowd that type of thing. But of course, hey, that... we got to see the tag title matches and we got to see Hook versus Jack Perry and, and they used real glass, Taryn. They used real glass. On well, they 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 did indeed. So yeah, let's have a look at it because of course we did work our pay per view. We did work this into our pay per view predictions. Oh. But we'll give it a we'll give it a brief rundown <laughs> of each match because I'm sure we'll want to speak in more detail about the event as a whole. I have already calculated the points. Um, 
and it's very, very close. Let's just say very close overall. And some certainly did better than others in respects of um, <laughs> of, of who won. But yeah, I hope you can still the, see me on the camera time when I'm doing I, that. I, I can know. indeed, and I, I will get on to that. Don't you worry. Um, but yeah, kicked off, of course, with the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Aussie Open defending against MJF and Adam Cole. Um, Better than you, baby. Baby, that's right. Big ovation. And um, still, people still filtering into the uh, stadium when these first two matches are going on, which is to always be expected when it's a pre-show anyway. Um, So I would say probably about three quarters full during these two matches. Still a good few thousand still to come in. But yeah. Give us, give us your thoughts, someone on 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 the opening match. Then Hi- highly enjoyable and entertaining, and of course, new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's what we wanted, and I mean, he said it would happen. Uh, who who said MJF and Adam Cole would win better than you, baby? I think maybe one, maybe two. I said it. Um, so on this, it was both yourself and Dan that correctly predicted the new tag team champions. It's what the people wanted to see. You want someone okay, to buy okay. an event. You want people to buy an event. You've got to give them what they want. You've got to give the people what they want. And the kangaroo kick was the biggest ovation of the night. Everybody bloody loved it. And then it was followed up with the hellacious double clothesline, which was, the. I mean, we've got a better double clothesline coming later in the show. But um, well, yeah, it's what we wanted. It's great. It carried on the storyline, and you had the little tease of obviously uh, the title. What a perfect way to kick off a show, and it's not yeah. even the kickoff of the show. No, very true. Um, yeah, hi, hi, highly enjoyable match, and yeah, looking back to, back at it, makes perfect sense storyline wise for the new tag team champions, um, and then followed up by. Hi. What was it that you said? Sorry, Tyrone. That was just a goal. Best I friends turned bitter enemies. I mean, we know it's going to happen soon anyway, but unfortunately, I wasn't correct in this instance. Um, but yeah, the bit a bit of a grudge match then in the in the second match for the well, a new Dan FTW champion in, in Hook in a match that um, yeah had a bit of aggression and had a bit of glass. Yeah, well, your your favourite wrestlers always turn out to be soft, Aaron. Um, it's one of these. When you saw that car coming, oh, there's a car there, and he met him at the top, and they did. He did a rolling thunder on that limousine, and oh, he used there's real glass on that windscreen, and he smashed him through it as well. Um, and yeah, I was surprised. I think they got this one wrong, but there was a new FTW champion that was crowned, which I suppose it makes sense. Otherwise, that title is just going to get buried and and lost. Uh, I thought they were going to give some momentum to Jack Perry, but. I don't think we're going to be seeing him for a couple of months now anyway. So they probably did the right thing overall in the end. Yeah, I, well, I mean, we're I, definitely going to see him now if he's suspended. Well, this is the next thing. So I was just going to get on to the fact that, of course, there was an alleged, and well, I say alleged, it has now been confirmed without mentioning names by Tony Khan, altercation between Jack Perry and CM Punk. We won't get into the specifics because there are conflicting reports out there on who started because things. Because he's a crybaby bitch. Apparently so, um, but it is rumoured that both are suspended due to the backstage altercation <laughs> right before Chicago All In. So let's there see is no, there is no way CM Punk is missing. St- st- no, I, 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 I agree. 
Um, but but we'll see. We'll see. Stranger things have happened. But a decent a decent pre-show, and I'm glad we all got in to the stadium on time to to watch pre-show because I, I think it was worth it for for the two matches. Well, I'm glad um, CM Punk made it to the stadium as well. Apparently, nobody picked him up, and we didn't know how taxis worked. <laughs> fans out to get to the stadium. He got on the underground. There's a picture of him sat next to a fan on the underground. There is. Um, doing a go to sleep. Uh, doing a go to sleep. That's right. So we got to the top of the hour and the event started. Started in the daylight. I don't know about you guys, but I almost felt like the first, the crowd as a whole, we were, we were hot for the event, but didn't properly get invested fully into it until I would say about halfway through the show when it got dark and there was a bit more like atmosphere. I think that's almost the second half of the show where the crowd really got strong. That's not to say, you know, it was any quieter at, at the beginning, but I, I felt like we were almost like building up to it throughout the event went off. But first match itself, CM Punk, Samoa Joe. Great idea, I thought, to start off the show with, with that match and great ovation for Samoa Joe and that conflicting ovation, which we knew Punk was going to get, but I think that really added to the match. And the match itself, really decent opener, I thought, Joe. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Like, where we were standing, like, literally everybody, bar like one or two people were booing CM Punk. And I thought Samoa Joe did a really good job of just, like, flipping CM Punk off and just basically, like, like, put his middle finger up to him, like, put him in the corner, like, I thought Samoa would look really good in this, and CM Punk was like really responding to the crowd and like the booing, like doing like Hulk Hogan's like the hand to the ear, like all the stuff like that. Like he's virtually in and on heel now. Um, I think ultimately the right person did win, but yeah, this was one of my favourite matches. What are your thoughts on that one, Dan? Because as as I said, I thought it was one of the matches I was looking forward to the most, um, and I was glad it I was glad it started. It set, set a good precedent for the rest of the show. Yeah, I think you know fans are going to know that they're going to get a decent match out of those two. But when you've got the casual fan, oh yeah, I know CM Punk. I remember him ten years ago in WWE, and oh yeah, I've heard his Samoa Joe. But they go, yeah, I'm, I'm cheering them, but they don't know that. Oh, actually, I meant to boo him because. He went off for a year and he's got loads of heat and all this. Like the marks know it, but the casual fans don't really know about the backstage politics and how poisonous he's been. So there were some fans who one minute they were going, Yay! And then there's people in front of us going, No, you can't cheer that guy, you have to boo that guy. And it was almost like they were doing an algebra project, teaching people what they should be doing and not be doing. I'm thinking, you don't have this at WWE, you've got a clear face, you've got a clear heel. It's not like, oh, they turn up, who's who's the good guy and who's the bad guy this time? All you know, if I look at it as just a match, the match was incredible. But in terms of a fan reaction, it was a little bit weird because you have the smart marks, the marks, and then the casual fans. <laughs> and they were all just <laughs> battling with each other. But the match was decent. Um, Samoa Joe flipping off, um, doing the um, the British swearing gestures that popped me. So that's I love that match. A good opener. Brilliant. Um, and it's certainly in respect to who picked. Punk to win. I believe it was all of us. So we all got a point. For who would have thought? Yeah. Who picked a hook, by the way? Um, me and Joe. I picked Jack Perry. You picked Jack Perry and so did Dan. Oh, nah. I don't oh, think dear. so. 
Tony Khan didn't pick uh, Perry in the end either, did he? Perhaps, perhaps Jack Perry was going to win until five minutes beforehand if it was a change in decision. I wonder why. I wonder why. Um, yeah, the match that I think a lot of people was the surprise result, let's say, of the event itself. Bullet Club Gold versus the Golden Elite in the six-man tag. And, uh, yeah, Dan, Bullet Club Gold going over. Yeah, I'm happy with that. The Bang Bang Gang picking up the win. Um, they're just cool, are they? They're just funky. They're a wicked stable. I'm happy with them going over, to be honest. It, it doesn't really affect the other team. Overall, with this match, I felt it went on 10 minutes longer than it needed to. It was just an overall spot fest. I need to do this move. I have to do that move. You have to kick out this move, and then you have to do my move. And it just, it didn't have much of a flow. It was just trying to get all of their shtick in, and it went 10 minutes longer than it needed to. I felt like they could have cut this 10 minutes shorter, maybe done a promo segment. Or put the Grado bit in the middle, maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with the Bang Bang Gang picking up the win on this one. Big fan of them. Ordered their T-shirt. They're going to be doing greater things. I mean, to put it into perspective, we all four of us chose the Golden Elites, who we thought was going to go over in this one. So a surprise for you, Jamie. Yeah, I mean, storyline-wise, obviously, we're looking at Takeshka versus Omega Rene, which has since been announced for All Out now. Uh, it got announced in the media scrum. It was just one of those things, because, I mean, I picked FTR to go over the Young Bucks. I didn't think both of them would lose. You've got Abushi, who's obviously coming. I didn't think they'll give him the L. But, obviously, it makes sense, storyline-wise, for this to happen. Uh, Takeshka gets the win over Omega, sets up the singles match. I'm fine with it. It makes sense storyline-wise, but as I was saying to you, like really, that was the only one that was a big surprise. All the rest of them were kind of big. Like, let's give it for the fans. Like, they were all kind of fan favourites that won. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. And I'm, I'm moving on to the uh, to the next match. Yeah, one I'm very very surprised about so i mean jamie obviously wasn't because he was the only one that chose ftr in his predictions everyone else went for the young books but i just really thought there was no way the young books would allow themselves to lose they're they're not selfish well they're, they're obviously not i mean i still can't stand them but they're obviously not um but yeah again another i think i think the theme for this event if anything is solid a couple of matches which I'm yet to watch back and I will do when um, the show's repeated over here in the UK tomorrow. But um, I, I do think that this was a very solid, decent tag team match and one that I am looking forward to to rewatching, Dan. But how, how how was your, or rather, what was your thoughts on the fact that FTR are still the AEW World Tag Team Champions? Yeah, well, I, I thought that they were going to take the titles off mainly because of the what's happening with the law enforcement behind the scenes. Um, but the, the actual match itself, it was a barn burner. They, those two are really good tag team chemistry. The chance of Wheeler's got a gun for three quarters of the match had me like laughing and everybody was at, like having to explain it to each other again. The smart max explained to the casuals what's going on. Um, but no, overall good. I like the tribute to Queen on the entrance as well, dressed up um, as when Queen did Wembley Stadium. Um, but overall, decent match. Again, it went on a little bit longer than I wanted it to go on for, but great uh, finisher. They swapped each other's finishing uh, manoeuvres with the V-Trigger and the Shatter Machine. Um, 
but yeah, overall good. It just went on a little bit longer than I wanted it to. Excuse me, Mr. Cameron. <laughs> what? Yeah, because none of the other titles really would be possibly changing hands. So you've got those two titles. Um, and yeah, Ooh. I think Hook oh. will retain, but I do want oh. Jack Perry to win. That's a double oh. prediction to me. That's a double prediction. Oh, yeah. Well, is it is it any is it any I wonder think why? Hook will retain. But I want Jack Perry to win. You're saying I put Jack Perry. I know what I pick. How can, how can Hook retain when he's not the champion? <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll regain. I mean. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, we'll regain, but I want Jack Perry to win. I think I will allow you the points. Don't worry. Thank you. You, you, did, you did quite clearly say that's that's fair. Enough. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe's, Joe's nodding away. He's nodding away. That, that's fine. That's no problem. Right. The match that I need to watch back because oh, just saying about it, rewatching oh. it. I've come, I'm currently rewatching at the moment. We watched up until the FTR Young Bucks match. No wait, yeah. that's what we got next. We watched the first four matches, the two pre-shows, and then the two main show matches. So we'll be watching FTR Young Bucks tonight. But um, yeah, like to me, obviously it was an incredible match, and I think it will be nominated it won't win but it'll be nominated for match of the year when are the Meltzer's five stars coming out because there's going to be a few he was there as well wasn't he he was with uh, Ses- do you see that picture with Session Mo- Martina do you even know who that is of who? Say that again. No, I heard Mercedes Monet. She was there. Oh, she no, was Se- there Session, with her boots on. Session Mo- Martina. She's um very famous in a British indie wrestler from Ireland. Had a, a picture with him. It's all over Instagram. Ooh, top of the morning to you, laddie. You got my pot of gold. I'll have to go back and have a look at that. Um, as I was saying, that the match that we need to go back and, and rewatch specifically because we all knew it was never going to come across great in an arena was the stadium stampede match. Um, very, very good in respect of the spots. I... I do like the fact that even though they have done a few stadium stampedes now, they they do try and do some different things depending on which venue they're at. You know, obviously there's been Daly's Place and things like that. So they have to try and mix it up, especially when they're in a new arena or stadium. Um, The spot I think everybody takes away from the most, unless there's one I'm missing, is the like bunch of what I would call like spiky chops and skewers. That's it, yeah. Of course, embedded into Moxley's head and proper embedded in because of course you could see they were stuck in there. So that was a really great way. It is a disgrace. I mean Jim Cornette Jim Cornette will be rolling in his grave if he were dead. Um I've I've downloaded his episode of the podcast this week, I have um just to make sure. Um I listened to his comments specifically on this match. But the moment of the, the that match was Sue and all of the crowd, 81,000 people going, Sue, as she drove into the arena. That was the moment of the match. And she, she did have the baked tray um, that yes. was hit over the head. She brought the cookies, that's why. She did, yeah. Well, she normally does. She did on Dynamite. So why won't she bring it, I mean, why won't she bring it be... to All In? The moment for me is when Eddie Kingston came into the crowd. He was like over our side, wasn't he? He was like down, down by you guys when he further down. He was like, when we were sat there, I, I remember 
when we were watching the previous match, I said to Joe, oh, Stadium Stampede match is next. He goes, oh, do you know that? I said, well, there was a camera right behind this of a guy doing a long shot. And all of a sudden, he's had a radio call and he's just ran down the stairs with his camera. So obviously, they need him backstage for the uh, Stadium Stampede match. And lo and behold, five minutes later, they were there and it was the same cameraman following him. It's funny that. <laughs> what was your, because obviously, I'll I suppose more of a question for Jamie on this one. Because he, I, I, I will admit, I haven't watched the last Stadium Stampede, and the only one I can really remember was the one um, from the absolute ridiculous Jacksonville Stadium. During, yeah, during COVID. With Matt where, Hardy. And yeah, the sea. just, oh, just, yeah. Version yeah. one. Oh, um, They're just all a load of crap. How, yeah, how, ask, how would you, how, first question, have you watched it back on TV yet? Have you got up to that bit yet? And regardless, yes or no, how would you have compared it to the previous ones? I mean, we're all worrying about Tarry not even listening to the podcast. He didn't even <laughs> listen to what I said two minutes ago, <laughs> where I said, I'm currently watching it and I'm up to the second match on the main card. Oh, sorry, I didn't catch it. I, I, all, I, all I heard you say I'm was, up I'm to currently young watching it. FTR. Yeah, yeah, so obviously I've watched the first two matches on the main card and the two pre-show matches. So we're watching the rest tonight. So we'll have... We'll watch these two most likely tonight with Young Bucks, FTR and the Stadium Stampede and just see how far we get. But um, again, I can't give a fair comment until I've seen it on TV like the rest of them. I, I yeah. They are silly and they are a bit stupid, but, you know, it breaks up the night as well. It's just something crazy that's going on. The only thing that I kind of didn't understand or wasn't a massive fan of was the uh, pen to change because that was just weird. But, you know. I no, we didn't know if he disappeared. The only what? thing we can't understand and agree with like is the fact... On his red. Uh, <laughs> I had somebody ask me about that in the crowd. He's like, what's going on? Why is the music playing through the match? And it's like, Pep has changed into his alter ego, who's evil. Yeah. He's like, thanks for explaining <laughs> that, mate, because I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I was like, I agree. It automatically loses a mark for me, that one. It does. That, that's, that's Matt Hardy teleportation, that is. Um, the fact, I'm sorry, but the, the fact that the winners were not the Blackpool Combat Club and it was the fact that Orange Cassidy got the pinfall was very much enough for me to say, right, and that and that is why at that point I got up from my seat and left and did not return for the rest of the event. I'm did you go and buy a two pound Twix? <laughs> yeah, uh, t- four bottles of water for 10 pounds. Mercedes got two pints. I saw, I, we saw you at the start of the show getting four pints straight in there. I was like, there you go. I had I bought four and then Joe bought four, so we had four each. All right. Mate, we're from Wales. We don't we don't muck around, mate. We don't. Muck we around. had a bottle of water each from Lidl that we took in. We did. We did. <laughs> like, was it a um? Like was it a Lidl bottle? Thirty forty p Lidl. I don't. Um, yeah, I don't agree with the. With I the do. Fact. Well, you would do, but either way, either <laughs> you way. would. The um the four but, um, way it makes match. Sense oh, sorry, you've now got oh you've got all out now, which obviously um you've got Orange Cassidy versus Penta on Dynamite, where the winner will face John Moxley. I wonder which one out. of those two are gonna win. So Orange Cassidy will win, and then obviously yeah. it'll be for the Intercontinental, the Intercontinental the International Champion, real world champion. Yeah, uh, and then they'll fight each other, and it makes sense storyline wise for it to happen, and it's nice as well because yes the bcc are these brutal teams but as well but this was like i said a show for fans by fans and orange cassidy and best friends have been there since the start 
they deserve their moment in the spotlight. So I'm fine with it. And Orange Cassidy still got a massive pop. And I think, quite frankly, it was the biggest shock of the night. You've got to give the people what they want. Yeah, I can't wait till I get back to that and I get to hear them say it because they were like, I was like, what's happened in the ring? What's Orange Cassidy doing? And all of a sudden it just went, the poor guy was like, you've got to give the people what they want. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. So I can't wait to view that. And Tommy didn't even know what that meant. No, I don't. He doesn't even know who the firm is. It's Orange Cassidy, so I, I don't take any I don't take any notice when it, whenever it, whenever it's anything to do with Orange Cassidy. I don't know who who is. The firm. Stokely Hathaway. What about him? Well, he's in the firm, isn't he? He was, yeah. Well, is he not anymore? <laughs> I don't know. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> well, there wasn't that when MJF returned with that mask on that he wore at all in as well? On the no, throne. that's the devil. <laughs> yeah, but the firm was there with big with W. Morrissey and all that business. W. Morrissey's now with Ricky Starks. Yes, the guns are now in the firm. Gold. Um, Ethan Page is now with Matt Hardy being a loser. They're, and they're all doing like, yeah, and um, Lee Moriarty's on. Dark at Elevation Zero Omega Volume Two or whatever their pre-show's called, doing flippy stuff. Four-way match AEW Women's Championship. We, we know you. the we winner. We all picked it. Soraya came out. So we will rock with you. And the best thing is, she came out with her family. She came out with Ricky Knight. She came out with Sweet Soraya, her mum. She came out with the Zebra Kid, her brother, the Pegasus Kid, her brother. I've met them many a times before. Um, very nice family. Um, even attended many a WAW show before in Southport and uh, Prestatin, etc. Um, her mum, Sweet Soraya, as she's known by saying, very much commented a few times over the years on my mum, my own mum's lovely hair. So that's the takeaway I can get from that. So I was very happy to see them um, there. And yes, we uh, did what we all predicted. I'm pretty sure we did. We all predicted it. Apart from Jamie, you chose Hikurushi. Yeah, I went we for, yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought, obviously, um, I'm happy that they gave it to Saray. I did think they probably yeah. would, because Tony Khan is a big mark for, you know, giving her that moment. And she deserves it after everything that happened. I just thought Hikurushi deserved a, a fairer shot at being the champion for a little bit longer with an audience. So I just thought maybe they'll actually swerve it because, but you had that turn, those best friends turned bitter rivals earlier on in the match with Tony Storm and Soraya. I just thought it would come to a head at the end of the match, but it came on yeah. during the match. But it's and fun. it was and it was a, it was a decent enough a decent enough match. I probably need to rewatch it to be quite honest. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. no. Some people best some people were thinking or saying around us that they thought there was a double pin. They thought that um, Britt Baker was also pinning at the same time. Yes, I I thought well, exactly was, the same. She was doing. She was doing her move, the lockjaw. Yeah, but I, I agree, though. I thought it was, and I thought the referee was going to say, it's oh, like, they're going to go, oh, who who's the winner? And because of that, no, it's not. But, um, yeah. No, I think what they went with it, because obviously I've seen a bit of the replay of when she won. Obviously, she hits her with the the spray and then knocks her out. And Britt Baker's kind of doing a submission, so she's distracted. She hears the one-two and then notices that obviously there's a count and then she stops the move to then try and break up it. But obviously she misses the timing because... Well, speaking, of, speaking yeah. of not doing a swerve in the match, 
Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage versus the team. He couldn't do it for the turtlenecks. Uh, he couldn't for Darby Allen and Sting in a match that I actually thought Sting did a lot more than I thought he was going to do. Yeah, I felt like he did a lot more than he had done in previous matches and looked good for it. Don't, don't get me wrong, he didn't do much. He's bloody 60-odd years old. But... um. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the match a lot more than I thought it was going to. And, and as always, with Darby, especially doing the coffin drop onto the actual coffin as well. He doesn't have to do some dodgy spots, does he? But um, I did keep winding up people up around me, including you, Jamie and Ryan, just going, where is he? With, uh, this this event has a, a downgrade already from a letter grade because there's no edge. Where is edge? Knowing full well that he's never going to be there. Um, speaking of annoying as well, we did have a guy next to us who, um, I, I mean, I remember my first pint, so that must have been his. He, he, Christ almighty. He was vaping all the way through. He looked like a right hipster. He, mu- he must have already been pissed by the time he got there. And he was enjoying the show. Don't get me wrong, I've seen far worse people. And he wasn't starting fights with people or anything like that. But he was loud. No problem with being loud. But there's loud and loud. He was standing up. He was screaming. Um, yeah. In matches like, uh, well, first of all, it wasn't he, Jamie? He was changing his mind all the time from beginning to the end of a match on who well, yeah, wants I mean, to win. Um, so, well, I mean, that, F that in this, F in that. Yeah. But no, uh, uh, he was chanting basically, yeah, go Christian, do it for the turtlenecks, do it for the fathers. But he kept go standing Christian. up in front of Come this on, girl. Put swerve over. Come on, Sting, put swerve over. over, yeah, and then um, on a match that we'll get onto, Jericho and Osprey, like, yeah, put the younger talent over, put him over, but he wanted Jericho to win before <laughs> that, so, oh, God, yeah. He didn't He didn't spoil it, but um, he very much started around this time. He's, definitely only, watched, he's definitely only watched WWE, because all he was doing was yes. training. That's the problem you've got in the cheap seats, though, isn't it? If you're paying 27 quid a ticket, you're going to get the people who don't really know the product at their ass. Absolutely. We had the same over by us. We were a couple of sections over from you. You could see us. And yeah, we had people in front of us. They were vaping. And we had this one guy dressed like John Cena standing up. You're in in the nosebleeds. You don't need to stand up. Sit down, Paul. Um, But they left halfway through the show anyway. They must have had. um, Nando's must have been closing early or something. So they it's all CM Punk. They were happy. Like, I don't know anyone else. <laughs> That's true. I'm here um, for Punk. Who is this Maxwell Jacob Friedman? The greatest. Why is that just Soros? What? No, honestly, I had about. You saw my phone flashing up. What is this? What is a Luchasaurus? Are they taking a mic? Our friend Rob McDickens from Oldham up in, in uh, Lancashire. What is this? What is this Luchasaurus? Who's that dinosaur? What, what he said. He said. Are you at that that? wrestling he says I, I said it's like if you ordered Kane off Wish that's basically what it is nice no, he couldn't even make it he couldn't even make it in in AEW not in AEW in NXT he had two matches in NXT couldn't even make it there can't be what did good. what did we think of um the Jericho Fozzy entrance my, I mean my yeah. my throat was hurting after that I very much did awesome. enjoy, uh, enjoy Absolutely it awesome. with no shame and this was match awesome, of the night yeah. for me the match I mean, itself, I was more surprised with how good Jericho looked on it. I thought he'd yeah. be, I thought Christ, he's going to walk down to the ring, he's going to give it his all singing. I showed Sorrell the clip of um, him afterwards, and she went, Oh God, he's struggling to sing that in here. I said he had to wrestle with the 15, 20 minute match after that. Uh, but I said, 
nobody was really listening to him singing because we were all joining in ourselves. But I, I, I thought the match was actually really decent, really decent. And whilst um, I think I, I did say I thought Jericho would go over. In fact, I was the only one that did, but I was wrong. It was the right, it was the right decision for Osprey to go over, but I, I still thought Jericho looked good. Yeah, I thought it was a very good match. You know, it was one of my favourite matches of the night. <clears throat> you know, Will Spring like coming home to London. You know, he's from Essex, just down the road. Like coming out with the Essex colours. You know, Jericho looked good as well. You know, it was a great match, great finish, and and deserved winner. Oh, bruv! Oh, bruv! I got a missus here, bruv, and I got right. A, listen, a, to a it, bruv. Right. Hey, bruv. I'll make that promo. I played it back to Joe when we were on the coach, so you have to listen to this. The American public have gone from thinking that we're all, hello, how's it going, apples and pears, to road men going, oh, above, yeah, where's the Nando's to, mate? They think we all sound like that now. <laughs> Scissor me, daddy ass. I mean, can we just say as well, is like, he has to be a wrestler of the year. What? I mean, yeah, MJ bruv. could probably win it, but you know, well, I'm wrestling like, an indie, he, is, he is the best wrestler in the world. I'm right wrestling now. an indie, bruv, the night before, bruv. And Jericho attacks him that night as well. Yeah, Rev and Pro. And he won We've both. Seen Rev Pro. But yeah. But yeah, go on. Scissor me, daddy ass. Everybody claimed to have arrived. They have arrived, including badass Billy Gunn. I think we're all happy with the result on this one. Oh, well, they that, faced Ron Ron Hermione and um, and Harry, didn't they? Oh, right, by the way, it's saying about Prince Andrew. I was going to say there was a Prince Andrew comment, wasn't there? Dear me, they're wow. very much close to the bone on that one, aren't they? Yeah, I, I laughed though. I felt bad for Julia Hart though. They they shouldn't have done that to her. Poor Julia. Well, I have watched that clip back though, and um, she she took the move well, but uh, there really? were no. They, they were nowhere near the crotch. It was more on the knee when you watched it. It's funny it that she's a trained wrestler as well. It's really funny that, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Brian Pillman Jr. used to be in a stable mm. with her, the Varsity Blondes, and now he's just signed with NXT, the superior company. He knows how to do The mark, what a mark. Right, can we talk did, about... Did, did we all go for the acclaimed? We all went for the acclaimed. You'll be happy to know points all around. And we had a great scissor party after the world's biggest, the world's largest scissor party. It was party. the world's largest, it was the biggest. Scissors out. It was nice to see the fireflies out during um, the entrance for House of Black as well, wasn't it? It was. Um, and we, after we spoke about this main event, we will get on to that important sad news. But the main event itself, which I'm happy to say we all got a point for. Massive ovation for both of them, even though we've seen them earlier on in the uh, in the night. and. I think the comments I was reading online for this one was that the match was good, not quite as good as some people were hoping or expecting. But I think for, I think it may have been one of those matches where it was for the crowd in the stadium rather than the crowd at home, if that makes sense, to the point where it didn't really matter for us there because everyone was enjoying it so much, the back and forth, the antics, the fact that, you know, we had the double clothesline and it, of course, finished with the, you know, the double count. And, you know, I want for far, just five more minutes. And when, when he said no, when everyone booed, I turned to Jamie and went, he's going to say he wants 10 more minutes. But then, of course, he went, no, <laughs> effing, we're going to keep going at effing Wembley or whatever it was, he said. Um, and then, of course, we uh, we had some great spots 
where there was the tease, there was the tease specifically for Adam Cole, you know, the fact that he did pile drive on the announce desk after MJF didn't. Then, of course, MJF with the diamond ring. Is he going to use it? Is he not? Uh, they were teasing the turn. Best friends turned bitter enemies. It didn't quite happen, but MJF retained Jamie. This is storytelling. Like, literally, it is. I'm, uh, it's, it's what I tell people that don't understand. When you do pro wrestling right, it's one of the greatest story story modes ever, you can tell. And this narrative between MJF and Adam Cole, like, that match had everything as part of their story so far. You had the whole ending with the five more minutes. That's how it started with their rivalry after the MJF and Adam Cole match. Originally, after the 30-minute time limit draw, he wanted five more minutes. He said no. So you're kind of getting that. You've got little homage back to that you've got all of the mgf is now softened because he loves adam cole he's his best friend doesn't want to do anything to hurt him but then adam cole is doing those things because he wants that belt it's literally the perfect storyline in wrestling at the moment they are it's it will win match of the year like literally the emotions in that match just for the storytelling aspect from start to finish the match was perfect everything that they needed to do they did it was it was no Jey Uso Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, but that that is just terrible now. Like literally, they don't know where to go with it. That storyline. They should have no, ended it with Sammy, and it was. Um, like, but, I mean that. Yeah, like, that's a conversation for another day. Or in half an hour when we do payback. <laughs> Very true. Yes, that's what I was alluding to. Everyone happy, of course, MGM, MGM, MJF, rather, still the champion. Yeah. Further build, yeah. Yeah, we can't wait until he put it on Orange Cassidy. <laughs> That's why he's dropping <laughs> the international title, so he can he can be the one to dethrone MJF for the bidding war of 2024. With that orange 2024. punch. But and I mean, of course, go on. No, I think you were going to say it anyway, so it's okay. No, go on. Well, obviously, after the show, they announce it's coming back next year. We do. We and have all absolutely. Like, back here, summer back holiday. We're back uh, in Wembley. Let's all the, all, all that was missing. Um, all that was missing was Tony Khan to start it by going, "Thanks, guys," and then Thanks, making guys. the announcement. That was all that was missing. Um. But yeah, next year I'm working on it. It's the wife's birthday. She said no so far. <laughs> I'm working on it. That's all I can say. Official attendance then. WrestleMania Wait. 30. To... Go on. I just thought, can we not put an X poll out there to say if we get a certain amount of signatures, get Taron to all in 2024. <laughs> if we we'll get a certain anyway, amount of signatures. She can't say no. She uh, she won't wear it. She's saying no now, but I've got a year to work on it. Don't worry, don't worry. Um, WrestleMania 32's total attendance was 80,709, but that included tickets that were given out. Their actual paid attendance was 79,800. Of course, the official paid attendance for All In at Wembley Stadium was 81,035. So they did it. They broke the world record technically for the biggest paid attendance of any wrestling event ever. Therefore, living up to the tagline of 
the biggest event in wrestling history. So I can see it now on Joe's top. Yes, please. It is. It's true. What will the tagline be next year? The joint biggest wrestling event. I mean, it could break bigger, numbers. Bigger, could better, do. probably. Um, I mean, bigger, uh, they'll steal WrestleMania 3 tagline. Bigger, badder, better, or whatever it was. There's only yeah. one it can be. And that is twice in a lifetime. Twice in a lifetime. Give us your letter grades and reasons. We'll start with Jamie. It's an A. Like, literally, the match from start, like, literally, the event from start to finish, there was nothing wrong. Every match was good. There was no boring moments. There was no boring matches. From start to finish, it was a perfect event. All the storylines. It wasn't just matches thrown together for the sake of it. And like you said, everything, I think, was for fan service. Like, literally, every single match was there to serve some kind of fan moments. And you had many title changes you had stuff that actually mattered just a great event i think obviously at the moment it is the pay-per-view of the year and it's going to be very very difficult for it to be beat was it better than wrestlemania yes because wrestlemania was shit this year yeah i mean i think we all agree that night one was certainly better than night two but joe your your letter grading reasons uh b plus for me um the only reason i haven't given it a the um, as Dan said, there was a couple of matches that I thought were a bit longer. They could have trimmed it out a bit, a bit more like maybe a couple of promos in between, and it would have been an A for me. But I thought it was very good. I was very impressed. Like I'm not a massive AEW fan. I watch it. I keep up to date. But I would say this would was be up there with like a WWE live event that we've been. You know, Clash of the Castle was the last one. Hmm. I would say that. It would it would be on par, maybe even slightly better than Clash of the Castle. Yeah, oh, I'm I, I'm in agreement with you in respect to the letter grading B to B plus for me, um maybe more of a B, a solid B. I I think it it's the best live wrestling event that I've been to. I I, I preferred it to Clash of the Castle in respect of the spectacle, the standpoint, the build-up, that type of thing. Um, I actually think Money in the Bank was a better show than Clash at the Castle, but I really enjoyed Clash at the Castle for for being there and being a part of history, being um, in Cardiff. I I just think this one was slightly, slightly better. I can't remember what letter grading I gave Clash at the Castle. I gave it a C or a B. So if I'm saying B, B plus for this, that that would make sense. I, I'm struggling to think of many negatives other than really kind of what, what you said, Joe. A couple of the matches went on slightly longer than would have done. I'd like to have yeah. seen, and this is no knock, I m- would maybe like to have seen a couple more surprises since it was the biggest mm-hmm. wrestling event ever, the tagline and things. I'm not saying it had to be Edge or Goldberg or rumours like that. And I'm not quite sure what the surprises could have been. Um, but yeah, I mean, it if somebody suddenly debuted or whatever, or Tony Carr went, oh, by the way, is whoever, and everyone was like, oh, my God, holy shit, it's whatever, you know, that's the way yeah. I would have improved it. But I was happy that we got title changes. We technically got four, if you want to include the FTW title in there. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we we don't or rarely get that with any show that's on in the UK for WWE, the fact that we got three or four in this and that, you know, at least a couple of them were meaningful certainly bumps it up a letter grade for me. But sorry, Dan, what, what, are, what are your thoughts and what, what's your uh, letter grading for all in? Be a B minus, yeah. C plus now, here we go. 
I thought you forgot about me for a second. No, it's the same as B. Um, I really enjoyed the show, um, but I do think that if you they put the Jeff Jarrett and Grado thing in the middle, that's what like WWE would have done. You know, yeah. You would have had a massive crowd reaction. Loads of people missed that, and that would have been something that would really have got the crowd going, middle of the show. I think if you put that in the middle and made a couple of the matches a little bit shorter, it, I would have probably been given it a B plus moving on to the Cs, but it's a B for that reason. I think you needed that to give it a little bit of flavour in the middle. I think yeah, what comment. you talk about as well is obviously we were there live. We haven't watched it back yet. And I think when we were watching the, the buy-in and stuff, they didn't have any of the interviews. We didn't get any of that in the arena. So there could have been promos before matches. We don't know until we watch it. So obviously we were in the arena without the promos or anything shown on the screens. Yeah, so but you look with we... like a WrestleMania, even with like payback this weekend, you've got Cody Rhodes and Grayson Waller on the Grayson Waller effect. It's like a nice puff segment in the middle. You yeah, look yeah. at WrestleMania and you, you do have those segments like the KO show and stuff like that. You need stuff like that in the middle of a show. Like the when you look at Money in the Bank, Cena coming out, that was a nice bit to like get the no, crowd going. Oh, I loved it. But, um, hey guys, we should have WrestleMania here, man. But, um, but yeah, in regards to um, that as well, you're saying the event was four hours, not including the buy-in. It was three hours, 58 minutes, like looking back when I'm re-watching it now. So it was under the four-hour mark. Like, I don't know how you can add anything else or take stuff off. I thought I wasn't... Uh, an- another thing I will say is, is it, it didn't feel like it dragged. No. I will I no. will give it that. I enjoyed it. Um. And I wouldn't necessarily say ne- I can't talk. I wouldn't necessarily say it felt like it flew by and the company was far but it didn't feel like it dragged at all. It was solid from start to finish, and I think you know that's that's all we all we can ask for. We of course have got yeah. all out. We'll have a ve- I'll, I'll tell you what I'll tell I'll tell you what our scores were on the pay per view predictions. First of all, we're all very close. We have a new leader. We have a new leader. We now have Dan on 41 points, which was a big jump up because you're on about 31, 32, something like that. So big jump up. Dan on 41. Joe, 42. I'm on 44. And I'm no longer in the lead because Jamie's jumped two points onto 46. So the resident AW expert... Has indeed been. It does. You were on 45, and I've just added in to make it 46. So well done. But what did I say last week, Gavin? You are going to regret it, and you wouldn't want it to be included. But there we go. Luckily, we're not including any matches from All Out next week, (laughs) uh, or rather this week, should I say, um, on there. But yeah, only five matches. This is really going to be a brief, brief rundown on this, but only only five matches so far, and. Nothing mm-hmm. really jumping out to the point where it's supposed to be all out in Chicago. We've got Luchasaurus against Darby Allen for the TNT title, Miro versus Power, Powerhouse Hobbs, Statlander versus Ruby Soho for the TBS title, um, Orange Cassidy versus Penta versus John Moxley. Well, uh, one sorry, 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 yeah. one or the other for the international championship, and Omega versus Take a Shitter. Um, as it stands, and Dynamite is on tonight as of recording, right. no real-world title, depending on what's happening with CM Punk, no world title. It just feels a bit, oh, dare I say, lacklustre of any star power for All Out in Chicago, as it stands. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, they haven't said what's going to happen, obviously, on Dynamite tonight. You've got Collision also in Chicago. It's a it's a week in Chicago, so they've got all of them there. Um, you do have, you've had the Darby Allen Luchasaurus thing going on for a few weeks. I know he's had that crossover with Swerve Strickland as well at the moment, but you still had Darby and Christian and Luchasaurus in the background. Ruby Soho and Chris Statland have been going on for a few weeks. Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs. They are just not thrown together matches. They are still continuing storylines. Omega and Take a Shitter, as you like to call him, have obviously been um, in the Don Callis family because it's the same. Kenny Omega has, ever since Don Callis has turned on him, he has not won a singles match, Kenny Omega. So obviously, this is going to be a big match for him as well. Don't know what's going to happen world title wise. Obviously, I did mention it. Perfect way to end the show would be CM Punk coming out and facing off MJF to set up the match a week later. We could still get on Dynamite tonight. I thought it ended perfectly the way it did anyway with them two friends celebrating in the ring and you have that kind of emotion between it as well. Adam Cole um, literally crying kind of in the corner and then he gave him the belt. He actually, because he said there's nothing more important to me than this belt and then he actually gave him the belt and said if this is what you want just take it. Just perfect emotion storyline between them but you know. Um, going to set me off again. And then um. Yeah, then you had all out. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens tonight. I'm sure they'll announce three, four matches tonight. They might just even I'm do sure. something like a Perry for backlash where Sheer Punk versus Jack Perry the string fight. That's what we want. <laughs> In it, a fight it's all a work. It's all a work. And you are all marks falling for it. It's CM Punk, Jack Perry for the real world title, and he's gonna do it for the boys. And the jungle. We'll see. We, of course, this week also had the very upsetting, devastating news of the passing of Bray Wyatt, which came as a massive shock, um, passed away at the age of 36 after heart complications from, well, from further complications from COVID. We knew reports in the last month or so that he hadn't been well. That was the reason he was off from end of January, beginning of February after the Rumble. Um, and, you know, there were some slight conflicting reports out there, but reports in respect of the fact that he was working towards his return. Certainly some former storylines have been set in place. Um, but again, there was really no timeline for it. And of course, we'd had the sad news of Terry Funk passing away. But, you know, to, to wake up to the news or to see it late at night like you guys did, I've already gone to sleep. But to see that, you know, a 36 year old, a chap in his prime, couple of kids married, um, you know, pass, passing away and it's just, just, just devastating news. Um, I mean, still very raw. I would say in everybody's in everybody's mind. Does anybody have any particular thoughts? I, I, I feel like we we do need to dedicate some more time specifically to Bray Wyatt and his career, which I think we may do either next week after discussing payback or or on a on a later episode, but. Any initial thoughts from anybody just on the sad news? I think it was handled quite well by WWE, how they announced certain things and how they planned the show. You know, very similar. We, we all were watching when they had the Eddie news and the Benoit news, like how they did the shows and the tributes. And you even sort of like we were watching NXT before we started recording the pod. And you can see subtle things, you know, armbands and certain moves being used and certain quotes being used as well. Um, so it's been handled quite well, you know, even like AEW, he's never appeared on AEW, but Tony Khan said that anybody who wants to go to the the eulogies or the um, 
memorials to him are more than welcome to. You know, he is, he's from part of a massive wrestling family, um, the Retenders. You know, his brother's still technically employed with the company as well. So I think the company are, are doing it the right way, being sensitive with the fans. But yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely pulls on the heartstrings with it. And it's it's sad, like we've already gone through something like that with an Eddie Guerrero when he passed. But Eddie was a lot older and mm-hmm. had a lot more weathered past. So it was quite surprising with Bray. Um, but they have definitely handled it really well, I thought. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the shows themselves. The, the tribute specifically on SmackDown, the ending of SmackDown was very well done. Got got quite emotional watching the tribute video that they did to him. And, and I believe they ran the tribute video again on Raw, but slightly yeah. longer with a few more clips added in. So I will need to go back and watch that. I, I'm sure it's probably been uploaded on YouTube since then. But yeah, hit hits you when you see him in the pictures with his kids and things like that and you know you almost selfishly feel robbed robbed of what future storylines would have been the development of the character feuds things like that because you know you'll you'll never know now but uh yeah thought thoughts thoughts go out to friends family and colleagues of him well there was yeah, a big rumor sad. that um they're gonna have cody versus bray um because cody yeah. was his mentor in nxt um when they did the the mentor and student thing, um, but yeah, there's loads of possibilities that they could have done with it. You know, he had the world title run, WWE title, Universal title. You know, the whole it's it's a sad thing to say, but he had the whole career in his hands, and it is quite sad to see it. You know, being cut he short. Had the whole world in his hands. He did. He did. The whole world in his hands. Right. Let's have a let's have a quick look at payback. I know we are all quite pushed for time this evening, um, but we we still have payback to look at, and of course that forms our um, pay per view predictions league, which we've already run through the uh, scores for. Six matches so far um, announced, no particular order. Some quick thoughts and uh, predictions themselves. Starting off, Joe, we have again, yet again. Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus this time in a steel cage match. Yeah, I mean, Becky Lynch had a uh, street fight um, on Raw against Zoe Stark, and um, she did pay tribute to Bray Wyatt um, at the end of the match when um, she uh, pinned uh, Zoe Stark. She um, tapped her arm bad, and um, she was quite emotionally upset. So I think on this one, I, I think, Becky Lynch has gone away because the last couple of matches she's had has like been like interferences. So finally, Becky Lynch needs to get like her comeuppance, and it's good that they're actually going to get a pay per view match because I believe they were supposed to have a match and SummerSlam they got bumped or pushed or whatever. So it finally gets to show like what they can do on pay per view. So for me, it's Becky Lynch all day long. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree in respect to that. I think it wouldn't make any sense. This storyline is coming to an end, and Trish has had, a, you know, been one up on her most of the way through and even had a victory over her. Makes no sense to me personally for Trish to go over. Um, and, I mean, I don't know whether or not this is the end of, of Trish specifically for this current run in WWE. I don't know what type of contract that she, uh, you know, signed. I was slightly surprised when they actually had a part of the official draft on Raw, since she's a, a legend, but but they did. So whether she goes into another feud or this is it, she disappears either permanently now or for another two or three years. But yeah, Becky Becky going over for me in this one as well. Dan? Yeah, um, I think Becky takes the win. You think when they had their first match in Saudi, that was when 
Um, so we start came out and she was the difference maker, but she's part of it now and she's been taken out. It's part of that last man standing match or that extreme rules, whatever the match was on Raw. Um, but yeah, I think Becky all day long and then it starts that feud between um, Rhea Ripley and um, Becky Lynch there moving forward. So it's a good way of transitioning forward. But yeah, I think Be- Becky picks some momentum and picks up the win. Same for you, Jamie, or a win for Trish? No, I mean, you could... I mean, some would say Becky will finally get her payback and win the match. So yeah, Becky Lynch. Just this show, I think. If, if we're not all, if, I'm if looking not, at the card, if we're not all going for the same people on this, oh. it's the most predictable pay per view. It's going to be yeah, boring, <laughs> but we'll still watch it. But all, all of them are going to be the same. Let's do it. Ten minutes. Yep, all of them have won. There you go. I mean, the only was... match that might be a little bit different. Would be the tag, not the tag match, the um, the uh, US title maybe at a push, but no, that's well, all. Up whilst there. we're with you, Jamie, give us your thoughts then on Rhea Ripley defending against Raquel. Rhea Ripley, she wins easy. Smashes well, there's it. a lot of people online that are saying Don't Raquel's so doing stupid. it. She'll win it back. Win it back off her. Rhea, Don't be yeah. so stupid. Is is there go for it? Then. Here, Please go for it. Is there anyone here that thinks that? Raquel Rodriguez is going to walk out as the champion. No, no the promo. She... Sorry, go on, Joe. I was going to say, um, uh, Raquel's had like a couple of entries, like they've been showing the storyline of um, Rhea Ripley's taken out Liv Morgan with her arm, and then she took out Rhea, um, Raquel, Raquel's knee, I think it was, and like Raquel's knee's been injured for the past couple of weeks, but the storyline is like Raquel's like as big and strong as Rhea, but I think. Real like take out her injured knee, and that's how they'll get out of um, explaining it. I think. No, I'm in agreement. We all are. Rhea Ripley retains the title. L.A. Knight. Yeah. Let me talk to you. Yeah. Versus. I that's one fucking annoying thing. The amount of people that were fucking saying that at the fucking AEW event. I know, but people were <laughs> wooing, weren't they? And it's just wrestling Ooh. in general. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, is anyone brave? Is anyone brave enough to go for the Miz? I will say, I thought the Miz's promo raw was fantastic. Yeah. Dressed as LA Knight. Um, Give me a hell, yeah. Yeah. Um. But I mean, again, anyone brave enough to go for a shock here for the Miz, or or, or are we all going for LA? I'm Does the momentum continue? I'm half tempted. I think they what they're trying to inadvertently bury Lanite, but no, his sale, his merch sales are going through the roof. So I think he won that Slim Jim Battle Royale. It's slowly building towards potentially going for a US title run. Yeah, I think Lanite picks up the win. Dan, Jamie, sorry, Joe, yeah. Jamie, we agreeing yet? Yeah. Yeah. LA oh, night. Yeah. 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 We got the 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 Steel City Street fight for the undisputed tag team championships. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. The question isn't just who will win and walk out as champions. The question is, will this be more hardcore? than the Terry Funk Hardcore Memorial match on SmackDown <laughs> that had no hardcore elements to it. I mean, what, why do they even do these things? And they're not, I don't get it, but again, I'm, I'm not getting into that. Anybody here want to predict that we will have new tag team champions <laughs> or will Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn retain? No. 
I'm because obviously Taryn doesn't watch Raw. Um, there was a bit in a segment backstage where Rhea Ripley said, "Everybody better walk out of Payback as a champion, otherwise there's going to be changes." So I don't think that there's going to be a tag title change because I think I sent to you lads earlier in the India Spectacular, whatever it's called, the Superstar Spectacular. It's going to be Zayn and Owens versus Indusher um, the week after. So it makes no sense in the drop. They, they won't be dropping the belts because they defend them in India. Um, but I do think that there's a high potential Damien Priest is cashing in his money in the bank at the end of the main event. Anybody going for new tag team champions? As Jamie was saying, don't be so stupid. Right, <laughs> I'm doing it. New tag team champions. I am going with it. I am You're going with it. No, right, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly why. Because for two reasons. One, Rhea's threat that everyone needs to all catch up is, oh, there'll be changes. There will be no changes. The Judgment Day continuing regardless. For now, they need the Judgment Day to continue. But since the bloodline is more or less over in that type of sense. And second of all, regardless of who is a face or a heel. If we have got two Indian wrestlers wrestling in India, regardless of the fact that they are heels, they will be faces in India. They need to face heel a heel opposition. So it makes much more sense for it to be the Judgment Day versus the two Indian superstars in India. Yeah, but they're going to lose. India show are not winning, so it doesn't matter whether they're don't, don't matter. They still faces. need that face heel reception. So there will be no. Tag team champions and the Judgment Day will go on to face <laughs> from first to last in the space <laughs> of a week. I don't you worry. However, moving on to Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory, Rey Mysterio will retain. Anybody any different on that one? No, I think it's setting up Santos versus Rey further down the line. Um, so yeah, I just think it's a bumper match. It's a good way of filling out the card. But yeah, Rey ultimately retains. Two. Yeah, we all agreed. Right. Anybody want to take a gamble then on the world title? So, Danny, I know we'll start with about you because you. Your back. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, I. Tell us what you've done. I'll, I'll, I'll quickly interlude and just jump in in the fact that I say that I'm slightly interested to see if they do pull the trigger and throw a world title onto Shinsuke Nakamura. They can use the backside of things as a you know, as as a way to do it. I think now a few months into his reign doesn't damage him or the title's reputation, not that he's really got one, if by doing the change now. But I still think that Seth's going to walk out. I'm not convinced on any money in the bank, cash-ins or title changes as of yet. <laughs> but Dan, you alluded to it. So I'll, I, my my prediction is, Whilst I do think there is quite a strong chance they could pull the trigger in Nakamura, I still think Franklin Rollins is, is walking out as champion. But go on, give us your thoughts. Yeah, I like this new um, like style of Shinsuke, like how he's being a heel, but it's like a cool heel. Ultimately, I think Seth's going to win, but I if I, ha- if I had a cashing card, I'm 100% calling it on this one. Um, because Rhea Ripley said, we have to walk out as a champion or there's going to be changes. So I think all of them walk out as champions by Finn. Finn leaves the Judgment Day with JD and forms his own little faction. Could get people in it like um, that aren't doing much like an Apollo Crews or a Zion Quinn as a like a big um, bodyguard sort of thing. Um, but ultimately, you know, yeah, then we have like the Judgment Day versus Finn Balor's new stable. 
Um, and then it's Finn versus Damien Priest at the next pay-per-view. I think it writes itself. It makes more sense and it gets it off Seth. Seth doesn't really need that title um, at the moment until he sort of moves on towards Survivor Series. So, yeah, I think Seth wins, but ultimately I think Damien Priest walks out with that world title. That's right. Did anybody have their cash in remaining? I can't remember. I, I don't Jamie, oh, Jay- still got Jamie does. So, so used the, it for Sky and got it correct. But Jamie for the purpose his. of the match, I'll put down Seth to win then as your prediction. But of course, not including the points, you are going with a cash-in. Jamie, then, are you cashing in your cash-in? Well. If you say something to do with payback. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rollins will win the match. And then... Remember, uh, was it what WrestleMania 31, 2, when Rollins came and cashed in and he won that triple threat match? Damian Priest will get payback for them and cash in on Rollins and win the title. Right. So, Seth is... I'm going to be like seven points ahead of Tavis. Seth, so... Did you say, sorry, he's going to have a draw in the match or Seth wins and then the cash-in happens oh, no, afterwards? Yeah, Rollins will win the match and then Priest will cash-in afterwards. Right, that's fine. I'll do. I'll put you down as Seth. He's going to get paid back. The thing is, well, like, they're all over the poster and everything, yeah. aren't they? Like, literally, the payback poster is filled with the Judgment Day. Something big has to happen. And like said, what Dan says, it, it writes itself. Uh, I can't see Damien Priest walking around with two belts. So fair enough. That's no, nope, that's fine. Um, and Joe, um, same Seth um, to win for me. But I want to say about Shinsuke. This is the most interested I've been in Shinsuke in like years. I love what he's doing. Like only speaking Japanese, saying to Seth, "I know about your back." Like the vignettes on Raw, like showing him like training, like doing martial arts, like. I'm invested in this Shinsuke Nakamura. And even Seth said, I want this Shinsuke Nakamura from the Tokyo Dome. So I think he's going to go back to the King of Strong. So, you know, we talked about it for a long time. I'm glad they're going back to the King of Strong style. I don't think they've built this character up, this character change up enough for Shinsuke yet. I think they need to build it more. So that's why I'm going for Seth Rollins to win. That's fine. It is locked in. And we look forward to seeing what happens. I mean, do we look forward to seeing what happens at Payback? Very predictable. We're looking forward to all that on the Sunday. Well, yeah, are we, are we really? Right, okay. Dan, I believe you have a quiz for us. Shall we smash through a quick quiz before we finish? Sounds good. I know we're limited for time, so we'll just get through these as quick as possible. But it's a very nice quiz that I've written. So if you've all got your pen and paper, no Google at the ready, we'll start with your number one. Microsoft Word. Good lad, good lad. Number one, Stephen Farrelly is the real name of which WWE wrestler? What was that? Stephen, Stephen who? Stephen Farrelly. Matching it. I'm winning. I'm win. I've got a point already. Happy days. Number two, which two people won Tough Enough Season 2? Get a point for each. Um, yeah, no, I do. Yeah, no. <laughs> Number um, three, who wrestled? The Natural Disasters at SummerSlam 92 for the Tag Team Championships. Tag Team names, so don't need their individual names, just their tag team name. Number four. Who is the oldest and the youngest ever Impact slash TNA 
world champion. They're two different people. Who is the oldest and who is the youngest? Apologies if you can hear my son crying in the background. He's having a mental hour downstairs. That's fair. Number five. Who did Kyrie Sane beat to win the first ever May Young Classic? I'm really terrible, but where's the surprise <laughs> in that? Number six. Which AEW original wrestler was the first ever PWG champion? Say that one again. Which AEW original was the first yeah. ever PWG Pro Wrestling Gorilla champion? Number seven. United Empire's Jeff Cobb was born in which US state? Jeff Cobb. Number eight. Who was on the cover of WWE 2K17? One person. Who was it? Number nine. Who is older? John Cena or Randy Orton? It's a nice and easy one there. If you just write either John Cena or Randy Orton. It's 50-50. Yeah, boy. And number 10. This is with seven points. You just need to write down the countries or territories. So there are seven countries or territories that are represented in NXT Heritage Cup Invitational Tournament that started this week on this week's NXT and is running for the next five weeks. Can you name me the seven countries or territories? By territories, what I mean is if I was saying the UK, a, a territory of the UK would be Wales, Scotland, England, Northern Ireland, or one of the uh, Channel Islands, for example. Um, so can you name me the seven countries or their territories um, that are featuring in the event? Uh, no, I <laughs> can't <laughs> say that straight away. Um, oh, Just think of nationality of NXT wrestlers, seven. So one of them's from Okay, yeah, I've got seven. Sure. There is eight people in the tournament, but there's two of them that are the same nationality. <laughs> if you're stuck, just write down seven nationalities of NXT stars. Yeah, that's what I've there is, there is a Raw star and a SmackDown star in this tournament as well. Okay. Lovely, have you all got names down? Uh, yeah, yeah. Happy days, we'll go through it. You can always write as we go. So, number one, Stephen Farrelly is the real name of which WWE wrestler? Jamie? Seamus. Taryn? I have put Seamus. Joe? Seamus O'Shaughnessy. It is Seamus. Point all round. Number two, which two people went tough enough season two? Taryn? Um, I don't know. Oh, uh, it was Nidia, one of them. Is she called Nidia? Tough enough season one. Um, Oh, okay. Whichever <laughs> one was, I don't know then. Yeah. I know Jamie, it was a guy and a girl, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, it was two girls. It was two girls. I remember that bugger. I don't watch there. Tough Enough. I just went for Maven and Caitlin. <laughs> and Joe? Jackie Gator and Linda. Yep, it was Jackie Gator who married Charlie Hass. And Linda, she became Shaniqua, who was uh, the manager of the Basham Brothers. Number three. Who wrestled the National Disasters at SummerSlam 92? Jamie? L.O.D. No. They, they were on the show, but they didn't wrestle in. Taryn? I think it was the Beverly Brothers. And Joe? The Beverly Brothers. Come Tuesday, it's the Beverly Brothers. Beverly Brothers. <laughs> Von Wagner's son. 
Well, Bondagma is the son of one of the Beverly Brothers. Oh, anyway, Bondagma, number yeah. four. Who is the oldest and the youngest TNA Impact World Champion? Taryn. Oh, I didn't hear the question. You put oldest and youngest. I only wrote Yes, oldest. two different people. Oh, okay. Um, I put oldest is Ken Shamrock, and I'll say the youngest is well, Eli Drake. Both wrong. Jamie. <laughs> uh, I went for the youngest as AJ Styles, oldest as Christian. Both wrong. Joe. I put oldest Flair, youngest AJ. Both wrong. Oldest is Sting. Sting. Yeah. Youngest is Tessa Blanchard. Oh, yeah, I forgot she won those to Hotel, didn't she? Yeah. Number five, Terrible. who did Kyrie Sane beat to win the first May Young Classic, Joe? Cody Storm. <gasps> Jamie. Mercedes Martinez. And Tehran? No, I put Tony Storm. I don't uh, yeah. Shayna Baszler. There we go. I think Tony Storm got to the semis in this one. She got to the finals in the other one. Um, okay, your number six. Which AEW original was the first PWG champion? Jamie. Um, I had to put Kenny Omega. Jamie. Uh, sorry, Taryn. Uh, no, I did. Darby Allen. Joe? Frankie Kazarian. It was Frankie Kazarian. Number seven, United Empire's Jeff Cobb was born in which US state? Joe? Hawaii. Jamie? Uh, Philadelphia. Taryn? I didn't put an answer. I have no idea. Name a state? Um, Cal- no, that's in Canada. Calgary, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Name a state um, any state. Well, California. Nope, it was Hawaii. Okay, number eight. Who was on the cover of 2K17, Taryn? Rey Mysterio. Jamie. Brock Lesnar. Joe. Batista. Who's Brock Lesnar? Okay, who is older, John Cena or Randy Orton, Joe? Randy Orton. Jamie. John Cena. Taryn. John Cena. One is 43 and one is 46. The oldest is John Cena. Oh, God. Okay, and number 10, there's seven countries or territories or nations which are represented in NXT's Heritage Cup Invitational Tournament. Can you name them? We'll go to Taryn first. What are your seven? No, I can't. I put English, (laughs) Scottish, American, Canadian, German, Mexican and Spanish. You got four. Oh, okay. Jamie. Wales, the United States of America, India. England, France, Australia, Ireland. You got three. <laughs> and Joe? Spain, Guernsey, Scotland, England, Japan, Australia, USA. What was the second one you said? Guernsey. You got six out of seven. But you're very close with the second one. So they are England, the Isle of Man. <laughs> There's England, twice, Scotland, USA, they're counting William Regal's son as USA, by the way, Japan, Australia, Spain, and the Channel Island you were trying to think of is Jersey. Jersey. Uh, Nathan Fraser. Well, thank right. God I got four on that last one, because otherwise I'd have only scored two in the whole <laughs> quiz. So I got six. I got six. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> Twelve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Twelve on a ten question. 
Leeds man. Fair play to Joe. Um, that Joe, takes him up to two points, doesn't it? That, take, that gets you all to two. And well deserved, I must say. It has um, Joe on two, I'm on four, Jamie's on eight, and Dan is still well in the lead on ten. Dan, where can everybody find us on the socials? Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, X, and Instagram and threads. We are Grapplecast Show. We're also available wherever you get your podcasts. Again, Grapplecast Show. Make sure you like, rate, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Lovely. Well, thank you, everybody, for um, having a listen to our rather in-depth and extensive um, look into All In. Our rather brief look at All Out and our rather predictable look at Payback. Shake it all about. But we will try and enjoy Payback. I'm sure Jamie will enjoy All Out. I will certainly enjoy Payback because it's on a Saturday so I can watch it live and not have to worry about it. You're going to watch it live? I'll watch it live because it's on a Saturday. Can't watch All Out live. I'm in school on Monday. It's a school night. It's the first day of the academic term and I can't bloody wait. I'm sure you can't. Would I will you be like, watching it live. <laughs> would you like to sign us off? Yeah, I mean, I mean, this would, this is the only thing I'd say which would give AEW all in London an A plus. But we didn't get it. We didn't get Kenny Omega coming out going without further ado. I bid you a goodbye and good night. Bang. Ta-ra, guys. Bring the bell!